everyone, this is Paula, and this is Half Reform, the Spoken Word series. Hello everyone, welcome back to the audio blog. I hope everyone is doing well and had a wonderful new year so far. It's a new season of Half Reform, the Spoken Word series. I've been away for several months because life happened. As I've written in my previous blog post, we moved houses, I went on a short holiday, got sick twice, and was and still am busy work-wise, but here I am. Settling down in the new flat is ongoing, but I'm finally making time for my personal projects, which include restarting the audio blog. For the season's second premiere, I want to talk about my journey as a Filipino working overseas. February 2023 is my 10th year in Singapore, so it is fitting for me to look back and finally share my journey here, which I'm surprised I haven't done earlier. A lot of people in my home country, the Philippines, and perhaps in many developing countries, aspire to work overseas. So I want to share my own experiences and what I think it takes to embark on this journey, how to thrive, and if this adventure is for everyone. In the past, people would often ask me how I got my job here and how it is living here. Their questions were asked in awe and uncertainty. I can understand their feelings as taking this kind of leap is a big life decision. So finally, let me share some tidbits of my life as a foreign talent in Singapore. So how did I get here? The seeds were planted in 2011 when I came here for a company incentive trip. We were sitting on the steps near the Merlion statue across the newly opened Marina Bay Sands. My team and I were joking if the company could open a branch office here. On my own, I did think I can work here but I thought it was impossible. I wouldn't know how and it would be too scary. In 2012, my partner decided to work here and we were in a long distance relationship for a couple of months. I still didn't think seriously about working here but he went back to Manila for a quick visit and we had a conversation. It was casual, light-hearted, nothing serious, and nothing was forced. I then agreed to join him here. The decision was well received by my bosses. And so I finished the rest of the year and left for Singapore in early 2023. And I'm fortunate and grateful that my ex-bosses opened the doors for me to come here. To be honest, I didn't have any connections here. I started my search from scratch and had to be much more proactive. I called companies, messaged people on LinkedIn, asked for job openings, and asked for appointments, including my current company where I am on my second stint. Fortunately, my current company was looking for recruiters that time, and I was interviewed and selected. The process took over a month from interviews to work pass application, which at the time was already becoming a challenge to get. I started working in Singapore in the middle of February 2023. So how has it been for me? Let's just say it's one of the best decisions I've made in my life. Living in a different country opened my eyes to new experiences and learnings, new opportunities, 
and of course life's privileges that I, unfortunately, would not have gotten or experienced if I continued to live in the Philippines. On a personal level, moving away from the place I called home allowed me to be free and to shape my identity and my beliefs that I would not be able to do if I stayed in the Philippines because I had to conform to the norm and to the culture. So how do you get a job overseas and to survive it? So the things I will mention come not just from my own experience, but from the collective inputs I got and observed from my fellow foreign talents and candidates. Number one, connections, connections, connections. The ideal way to land a job is by merits and credentials, of course. But in reality, having connections can help shorten the application process. The kind of connections I'm talking about can be from within the organization you're working for now or through a recommendation from someone you know who already works in the company you want to apply for. Being recommended by these connections give employers who already know your connection a sense of confidence that you are someone who can be trusted to do the job. After all, that's the reason you were recommended. And that is as compared to someone they only know via their CVs. Number two is perseverance. Job search in itself is a job. Oftentimes, even if you fit the bill, for some reason, you don't get the job you apply for. Concurrently, there are restrictions set by governments of different countries on who they hire or how they will hire these people. <clears throat> like in Singapore, there seems to be new regulations every so often in terms of requirements to get work passes, the ratio of local versus foreign talent, etc. And I've heard of people who had to wait for months on end to get their work passes to work here due to the long waiting times and various application challenges. These restrictions are beyond your capabilities. So if a career in another country is your goal, you have to keep going in your application process and find ways to overcome these limitations or challenges. Number three, open your eyes and ears to opportunities. I think opportunities rarely land on someone's hand or feet instantly. I attest to this as most of the opportunities I got, whether in my current job, the candidates that I placed, or the clients I work with, I had gotten because I proactively sought them out, rather than wait for them to come to me. For the most part, for you to have the opportunities, be it in career, personal growth, or development, you have to actively seek them out. In the context of the job search, you have to be in the know on the kinds of roles that are available in the country where you want to go, which companies are hiring, do you have connections or people that can recommend you there, and other ways that you can reach out to the decision makers other than sending your CV. Number four is adapting to the culture. The phrase, when in Rome, do as the Romans, is true to a certain extent. For you to survive living in another country, you have to adjust yourself to their ways of living and working so your own living and working arrangements are smooth and peaceful concerning the country's norms and culture. This means learning the locals' communication and working style, their habits, their traditions, their laws and policies, among others. This entails you to open your mind to see that your style or your culture or your beliefs are not the only things that are right or effective. And lastly, 
prepare to deal with homesickness. If you come from close-knit families and you aren't able to bring them with you to the other or to the other country or you will work in a country that's vastly different from yours, prepare to have many moments of sadness and longing as death is a part of being away from people and things that are close to your heart. You need to be able to find ways to communicate with your loved ones or maybe even bring them with you or simply acclimatize to the environment and culture where you are. Most importantly, your goals and your reasons for making your decision to move should be strong enough to withstand and fight off the homesickness you will feel along the way. So, is working overseas for everyone? No, it is not. Many people are not willing to give up their comfortable lifestyles, their successful careers, or be away for it from their loved ones on a long-term basis. Knowing the stories of my fellow foreign talents, working overseas is ideal for those who thrive on getting out of their comfort zones, those who seek to live differently, and those who may not be too rooted in their home countries or their lives there. Having said all of this, starting over and building something for yourself outside of your home is no easy feat. It sounds glamorous to some people, but the process isn't. So you need to truly assess yourself before taking the plunge. And if you decide to do so, here's me wishing you all the best on your quest. On the contrary, let me acknowledge my fellow Filipinos who are on the opposite side of what I'm talking about. Many of them work overseas out of necessity. The financial hardship and the inability to make ends meet in our home country force them to work overseas even if they don't want to. Unfortunately, many of them are placed under harsh working conditions. These people would not want to leave if it weren't for their dire needs. Though I salute every single foreign talent for venturing out there, I give a special salute to these unsung heroes of their families in our country. Thank you for listening and supporting this Spoken Word series. Thank you to everyone or anyone who took the time to listen to what I have to say on this topic. If you like what you're hearing or reading from me here or on my blog, I hope you consider donating or giving me a tip at buymeacoffee.com. This will help me get motivated to continue creating content for you guys. The link is buymeacoffee.com slash halfreformed12. Also, if you have questions or suggestions, you may send me a message here on my blog at halfreformed.com or at halfreformed at gmail.com. Until the next episode, wishing you all positive energy and light. Bye! The views and opinions in this spoken word format or my blog are all my own and do not reflect the company that I work for, its management, and clients.